welcome into the Harvest Friends. We are here to bring you the clarity and confidence you need to be a disciple and make disciples in the everyday places of life. I'm Abigail and I'm here with Andrew and Keith. Hey guys. <laughs> hey Abigail, what's up? What's up? I am loving the wardrobe, guys. Loving it. Yeah, I laid this out for myself this morning. Um, if you listened to last episode, nice. I've you know laid this out for myself, and this is the hoodie I'm wearing, even though it's 85 degrees. So awesome, um, friends. Guess what? This is the last episode. Hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, where I will be all fuzzy, and you guys are in perfect clarity. Um, I just got some sweet, cool stuff in the mail. A giant box. I'm now showing it to the camera. Look at this. I am about to be fully decked out with cool gear, just like you guys. And by just got that box in the mail, if you were listening to our last show or watching our last show, you probably heard a doorbell ring. Yeah, that that happened. So on the next show... (laughs) So many plugs. Good plug. (laughs) I know you guys. Are, if you did not listen to last episode, you need to stop now and go do that. <laughs> that was a kind of a, that was a bit of a train wreck of a show in terms of our tech side. I think the content was really good. Yeah, but we yeah. had three or it was four really uh, just hiccups. The tech. And so, on that note, it's really great to know that next episode I will have all the tech I need to be just as cool as Andrew and Keith. Thanks to all our supporters for making that possible. Honestly, all this gear showed up at my door magically because of you. So, thanks for your support. It actually um, materializes into cool stuff. So, I will now have cool toys like the guys always seem to have. So, that's fun. Look forward to that. Look forward to like seeing me in perfect clarity. I don't know if that's really something we any of us need, but we're going to do it. All right, so we are in the middle of our Build a Better Year series. Um, we've already talked about setting meaningful goals and cultivating high-impact habits. And last week, we talked about the power of morning rituals. So this week, we're going to be sharing on the same track. We're going to go a little bit further down here on the road of being all ready to go for 2020. And this week we're going to talk about establishing a weekly rhythm. So how can we keep our focus on Jesus for the long haul, which is something that I think we all want to do. So it's going to be a really great topic. Uh, But first, Andrew, we have a couple of announcements, right? That's right. So the main one is that we are starting a new weekly email that we're going to be sending out to anyone who's interested in being a disciple and making a disi- and making disciples in the everyday places of life. It's called Harvest Highlights. It'll go out starting on the last Sunday of this month, which I think is the 26th. But from from that point on, every Sunday, we will send this out. And the email is designed to be very uh, minimalist, which means that there will be links to further resources that can give you inspiration, ideas, but also um, tools and tips for being a disciple and for making a disciple in the everyday places. So if that's something that you're interested in, if, if you'd like to have more ideas, more tools, more resources to help you do that, then sign up for this weekly email. Uh, it's a free resource that we're going to be sending out every Sunday. And you can do that by going to our website, intotheharvest.org slash newsletter and uh, subscribing with your email. There's also a link in this video or in the podcast notes for this show where you can access that. The other announcement that I want to mention is that we are going to be doing 
uh, a question and answer show and ask us anything show here in the near future. And if there are things that you want us to address, topics, something that we've already talked about that you want clarity on, or maybe something we haven't talked about that you would like us to address when it comes to living out your faith in the modern world or sharing your faith in the everyday places, then we need to hear from you. And you can do that by sending us an email. You can reach us at info at endoftheharvest.org if you want to email us. Or you can also leave us a voice, me uh, voice message, and you can do that at our SpeakPipe link, which will be in the show notes for this episode. So whether you want to hear your voice on this show as we do a playback of your question or that gives you the heebie-jeebies and you just want to send an email, you can do either one and we'll get it. And in February, we're going to do a Ask Us Anything show. So uh, we hope to hear from you guys. That's super exciting. Andrew did not tell Keith or I about that. So um, we also got that announcement. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> I can't wait to answer your questions. And really, seriously, yeah. we're excited to hear what you have to yeah, say. It's going to be it's fun. Be cool. Yeah, it's, it is going to be fun. Okay, so let's get started. Weekly rhythms. Is this something that actually exists for anyone other than Andrew? Is this the Loch Ness Monster? <laughs> is this um, truly something? And Keith, you answer, not Andrew. Yeah, you answer. Yeah. Okay, is this possible? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that, man, weekly rhythms are uh, so important. And if you go back to the first book in the Bible in Genesis, God establishes a weekly rhythm and he goes out and creates one thing this day, next day, next day. And at the peak of his creation is us humans made in his image and uh, he also implements this day called the sabbath where there's a day of rest but there was order you know and the bible talks about god being the god of order and uh, if we want to be like him like his son we want you know the same thing so i see this a lot as a barber um people get pretty really upset when you're not there on a day that you were scheduled to be there because they have their rhythm so some people really like to get their hair cut on Saturday. So if I'm not there on a Saturday and I come back the next week, there's always an uproar because that rhythm has gotten broken. So same thing spiritually. We really want to capitalize on our weekly rhythms now that we got the daily rhythms down. Yeah, that's really good. I think it wasn't until I had kids that I realized just how ingrained rhythms really are because children are a perfect example of this. Um, mm -hmm. You tell them that this is going to happen every week at this time. Magically, they can't remember to pick up their laundry, but they will remember like that every Saturday morning they get, you know, a special show or something like it is ingrained in their little psyches. Um, and I think it's just important for all of us to just realize these are happening already. And this is about us cultivating them and being intentional, as we've said before, so that these are what we want for our lives. It's happening. So do we want it to reflect um, the things that we want to stand for, the things that we do want to see change and be um, more effective in our lives? Uh, I think in my own life, uh, my weekly rhythms have changed dramatically since being single uh, to then getting married to then having children. And then now as my kids are getting older, I'm also seeing these change and um, kind of uh, change how I live my life and what I can get accomplished in a day. So it is good to take a minute and kind of assess where you are personally, what season of life you're in, um, what you're currently struggling with um, time management wise, or just the goals you want to see um, achieved this year. 
And only you can really do that. Uh, and I, I think that this January New Year is always a great time to do that. Um, for moms, uh, August is actually our new year. If You probably didn't know that, guys. But um, the moms out there probably do understand what I'm talking about. The beginning of school is actually the new year because that's when I decide that I'm going to drink more water and exercise more because my children are going to be in school and I'm going to magically be awesome. Um, so I have a couple more months until I have to do this, but uh, for everyone else, let's try to sort out what it is to set a weekly weekly rhythm. That's hard to say. And uh, what we can do to set them and how can we establish this? So uh, we're going to get into that now. Um, we are all where to do this. So this will hopefully be something we can all work on. Okay, Andrew, can you get us started? Yeah, absolutely. And I liked how you said that, that we're wired to do that. And it kind of goes back to Lakeith's point earlier, going all the way back to Genesis, that, you know, we can read those those first few chapters of Genesis, and especially chapter one, with the seven days of creation. And, and we can just read it as as a simple, a simple story, a statement of facts, but it sort of highlights how by by design, we're set up to live within a weekly rhythm. And, uh, you know, Keith talked about that with the institution of the Sabbath as well. And so we do that. We do that. Um, everything in our, our cosmos actually works towards us having a weekly rhythm. So I, I, I want to emphasize just how important it is for us to understand that because you can, once you understand that you're designed to live in rhythm uh, of seven days, of seven 24 hour days, and then it loops back into the next seven days. And it, it breaks down um, by design, God God has us ordered, ordered to live in rhythms. And we do, like you said, Abigail. So it's really just a question of whether or not those weekly rhythms are established in a way that it's gonna help us stay focused on Jesus. You know, rhythms, because that's what rhythms do. They, they basically help us um, settle into a normal flow of life. And for those of us who love and belong to Jesus, we want our normal flow of life to be focused on him. And we have so much say over what rhythms we we allow ourselves to to fall into our patterns of life. And so just like we've been doing throughout this series on building a better year, we're we're focusing on different aspects of how to do that. And, and this one is about thinking through your typical week and maybe even think, thinking through your ideal week. Now, um, in reality and experience, we, we rarely experience a typical week or an ideal week, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't think through what those would look like. Um, if we were able to, to control what happens, which we're not, Completely, but we are able to control quite a bit of it. And so when I think about uh, establishing a, um, a weekly rhythm, there are, are three factors that I think we can, we can give thought to. And one is to think through pace of life. And the second have to do with people and <clears throat> um, pauses. See, I did that. I put the pause because I was trying to remember that. Yeah. So, so the, so the first one pace of life is separate, you know, uh, people and pauses we're going to talk about at the same time, because those are actually cues. 
But pace of life is something we need to think about before we even touch on the cues, because uh, many of us, especially I think in the West, our pace of life is unsustainable. And it actually works against establishing a rhythm that keeps us focused on Jesus. There is no rhythm. We're just rushing from one thing to the next, and we're trying to pack as much as we can uh, into a given day. Uh, or we can swing the other way where we're, we're so uh, comfortable and affluent that we can just spend time, <clears throat> instead of rushing, we can spend time uh, just wasting time, either surfing uh, Netflix or browsing social media um, or, or even just uh, lounging around. So pace of life is something that we need to give thought to. We need to give thought to you. What is the right pace for us? And Abigail, like you said, season of life needs to play into this. So if you're single, if you're married, if you're married with kids, the age of your kids, um, all of that needs to be factored in. What what pace of life for you is sustainable and will allow you to stay focused on Jesus, not survive, um, not be the most comfortable um, that you can be, but what pace of life will help you focus on Jesus? Because that will require activity, um, not just uh, sitting around thinking about him. So that's the first thing that uh, we can think about is pace of life. And then pauses and people are, are cues that can actually help us begin to establish a rhythm as we go through our week. And what I mean by that is who who are the people that the Lord has put in our lives that we need to make sure we're we're getting time with, that we're we're getting quality interaction with. And these, of course, these are people in our families, but they're also people in our church families, and they're also people that are maybe outside of the kingdom right now. But uh, we believe that God has put us around to point them to Jesus and to invite them into His kingdom, and to be mindful of those people, so that each week, um, when am I going to be interacting with them? in a quality way. And you can't, you can't interact with everybody. And so part of establishing a rhythm is focusing. And so who are the people that the Lord wants me to focus on week in and week out? And sometimes the Lord will bring uh, a new person or a new group of people into that, that orbit of your life. But who are the people and how are you going to interact with them in the coming week? When are you going to interact with them? And then pauses, you know, pauses happen either because there's an activity that I'm going to be engaged in or there's an event that I'm I'm going to participate in. And so what are what are the pauses throughout the week, the transition points, um, whether it's a church gathering, whether it's going out to share my faith, whether it's spending time in scripture, uh, whether it's doing in-depth Bible study, you know, what are those those transition moments, those pauses? that I want to make sure are happening week in and week out. So, so those are three areas that I would encourage people to think through your pace of life, the people that God has put in your life, and the pauses that you know will help you. If you do them week in and week out, they'll, they'll help you stay focused on Jesus. That's really good, Andrew. Um, I When I was, I'm not sure if I actually saw your notes or not when I came up with mine, um, for this topic, but whatever the case, I'm very excited to say that mine also starts with a P. So that's <laughs> great news for everyone listening. <laughs> Thank goodness. So, 
Um, so I really, all jokes aside, uh, this really plays perfectly into what Andrew just said um, in the sense that, you know, the pacing, the people and the, in pre- the, um, what was the last one? Pauses uh, that we, you were just talking about, Andrew, um, really the, for me, the big thing is priority. Ha <laughs> there it is. Whoa. Okay, so the priority that we find in those three things is really what's key for me personally, um, because very easily um, we'll just start reacting to what comes first. So what just comes at us maybe the loudest or the most um, just in our face, and we can't get away from it. The the most annoying people. I don't. I don't know. That sounds really <laughs> terrible, but. Um, Maybe just the things that the world um, makes a priority, we start to make a priority as well. I think easily, uh, you know, when we're pacing or figuring out the pauses, uh, we can let the world dictate those things without realizing it. So they are all there, um, you know, Andrew helpfully like identified what they were and those are all already happening in all of our lives and it's really about identifying them and then making priorities of those things so for and for instance in my own life um i really have to start with my husband um so brett is the number one priority in finding out what his week holds and that really dictates my own week so um if if he tells me like i'm working late on this day or i have ministry stuff on this evening i need to adjust to that because he is my number one priority you know, love this episode. So um, <laughs> I that genuinely then dictates the rest of the things that go into place. So after, you know, Brett tells me what his ministry goals are, you know, what his work schedule holds, then I can start to fit in my ministry stuff, you know, the things that I want to get done for Into the Harvest or meeting with ladies um, that I'm discipling or um, that are from our church. And that can then be kind of my next like f- find the little places for that. And you may think, Abigail, you forgot about your children. I didn't, didn't forget about my children. But I have found that my kids, uh, one way or the other, um, are going to get taken care of because they're the loudest. And so <laughs> they are number one asking for my attention and my help and everything else from me. And so I really have to intentionally put ministry goals above my children. They need to see that for one thing. They need to see their parents um, putting the kingdom first. Um, But I was recently having a conversation uh, with another mom and she was telling me how they really, you know, were wanting to do, um, they wanted to see their spiritual lives grow and uh, they wanted to meet with someone, you know, that was going to help them with that. And then she started to list all of her kids activities. She's like, we just genuinely don't have time to meet Mm. with anyone. And Mm. I thought, oh, yes, exactly. So she just missed one crucial thing, which was she actually filled out her schedule, filled out her um, calendar um, with the wrong priority first. So Mm. when we are are setting our weekly rhythms, we want to make sure that they reflect what is most important to us. If we had looked at hers at that moment, we would have immediately been like, you know what? I, you know, I think ballet lessons are the most important thing in your life. And she would be like, no, no, absolutely not. You know, ballet is right. not the most important thing, but it definitely reflected that. And so I think we can all take 
um, stock in that and, and really look maybe at your past calendars and say, what is my, my last year's weekly rhythms? What did they reflect about my life and who I am? Do they align with my true priorities? And what do I want to do to really, um, maybe if there are things I could change, we want to do that. So, um, I think for me setting those priorities and then really making sure that our weeks reflect that, um, is really important. So, you know, we also really want to instill rest, um, like Keith was saying into our week and we have to make that a priority because we live in the Western world and that is not <laughs> a priority that's given to us naturally. So we have to really fight for those things, fight for our relationship with Jesus, fight for our relationship with our families, and then really fight for that, um, for that rest that the Lord has, has asked us to take. So uh, Abigail, think- something you said there that really caught my ear and, and I think it's so countercultural. I wonder if I could ask you to say just a few more words about it. But when you start off your priorities with Brett's schedule, when when you start with him and then begin to to build out from there, I know our culture would say, "Well, that's that's kind of crazy," you know, or "That's that's sexist." Um, yeah. You know, why why should she be um, responding to her husband's? Why don't they both sit down together and and decide? what the uh, the weekly schedule should be. So can you just um, respond to that critique that no one has given us yet, but I suspect that, that some people might at least have a question about? Oh, yeah. And if you do, bring it. I'm ready for you. <laughs> I, um, I mean, I think that it probably does look like we're sitting down together. You, I mean, I it's not like Brett is some authoritative dictator who's like, Abigail, this is what the week's going to look like. If anyone's met my husband, that is not his style at all, but I, I am his helper. And that's really my purpose, um, biblically speaking. Um, and it's the, the way that, uh, our family truly will run the best, uh, when Brett is leading our family. And in, when you have one leader, um, who is then looking to the one leader, uh, then it really helps for everyone else to then help the leader. We we can see this in all aspects of life, um, and and you know business and sports teams. If there's someone that is calling the shots, then uh, if we're all calling shots together, we're not going to get anywhere. But I think we are a much happier family when whatever Brett has going on, that we facilitate that. Um, and 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 it sounds. Man, it sounds way worse. <laughs> You're right, but I, I, I married Brett, and I bought into his vision and his desire to serve the kingdom and to to follow him. And so, really, his passions are my passions. So it doesn't even feel like I'm, you know, having to defer to my husband. If anything, you know, it makes me excited to hear what he has going on and how I can help make that happen. And he equally does that for me. This past week, um, I was meeting with my book club and I also had a PTA meeting. So he literally came home and uh, took over dinner and I didn't get home until like 11. And Mm. um, it was very tiring for him. Mm. And he was a trooper and a success. And so I I think, um, you know, those things happen too. So we are, are a team, but every team needs to have someone that's leading it, directing it. And that is definitely Brett. And that, that's his role. And it's God-given 
And I am happy, happy that that's not my responsibility. So uh, I hope that helps yeah, that's even a great. little bit. Maybe it made it worse. Who knows? No, I think it's great because, <laughs> you know, husband and wife's uh, husband and wife teams who are following the Lord together and partnering in ministry based on biblical roles for marriage it is countercultural, but I also think it's it's one of the, the the greatest testimonies that we have to a watching world. So I appreciate you sharing how that works for you guys. Yeah. So Keith, why don't you finish this off? What do you think on this topic of weekly rhythms? Yeah, I uh, appreciate you guys going a little deeper. That was really cool. And it was good to hear your thoughts, Abby. I thought that was super encouraging. And mine quite possibly might start with a P, possibly. No, it doesn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I don't think we take enough time to do self-reflection. And when I say we, I'm, I'm definitely talking about myself. So uh, a couple of years ago, Andrew showed us an illustration called uh, uh, Three Measures of Devotion, you know, and it talked about what it means to to be a disciple of Jesus, to do something great with your life and uh, to love God. So and out of those things, out of those three things, you can kind of measure your uh, your week-to-week rhythm or your day-to-day rhythm and prioritize it around God. So I think um, God has developed a way to send me notifications, uh, not necessarily on my phone, but just, you know, the Spirit just prompts me, you know, like, man, like, how much time have I, sp- have I spent this week uh, getting the Word of God? Like, have I really engaged with God and, and sought out seeking His kingdom first? And then secondly, obeying the word. Uh, I think this one's the, motiv- the notification that goes off the most, you know, mm-hmm. especially driving out here in San Diego. If you live out here or if you're from California, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Chicago is even worse, but that's another story for another day. Uh, but there's moments where I'm not, you know, I'm alone in my car and I have a chance to obey God. And uh, I don't always do that. And I'm not saying that I'm out uh, using bad words or or uh, swearing under my breath or anything like that, but just the thoughts that I allow to enter my head, you know, it's like they're not good thoughts, you know. Like, I'm not thinking very positively about someone in front of me going slow, or whatever the case may be. So even in those moments, like, am I obeying the word? And God has a way of sending these little reminders that, hey, I can take this moment and not glorify God, or I can I can lean on Him for strength. And then lastly, uh, teaching the word week to week, I can look at my week and say, man, have I spent time trying to teach people? the Word of God. The first verse that ever grabbed my attention from the Bible was Hebrews 5 to, uh, 5.12. And it says, by this time, you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you, again, the basics about God. You need milk, not solid food. So from that day forward, I felt this pull on my heart that, man, I want to get taught so that I can teach others one day and move on from these basics. So I uh, think when I'm not engaging people with the scriptures or being intentional, then uh Life almost seems purposeless, you know. So uh, to recap those three, three things weekly, I'm thinking about how much time did I get, spend time getting the Word? How am I obeying the Word of God? And then lastly, like how am I living out my purpose and actually sharing the Word of God with others? So uh, I think that's really helped me week to week. That's really good. Um, I I think it's really valuable to put a time value to um, to those things that are um, biblically commanded of us to to be doing, um, you know, from the Great Commission. And that's a great idea to even take um, the things that we were commanded to do 
and seeing how much time we're spending doing those things in our week and how we can readjust um, to, to have that fit, what our, our priorities are. So, and to recap what Andrew said, we don't want to see how our pacing and the people in our lives, how we can fit those in appropriately and then find the time to pause. And so I think it just maybe even talking about this today will help you guys as much as it has helped me just to be reminded this is already happening. We already have a pacing of life and a pacing of our week and a, a weekly rhythm. So um, if you're like my four-year-old, he's constantly finding patterns in things and telling me what a pattern is and oh, look, that's a pattern. And the black white <laughs> shirt pattern going on um, with you guys today. Um, so just take a look like a four-year-old would um, and see what the patterns are going on in your own week and how you can adjust them. So great uh, topic today and we hope that you will share your thoughts on this as well. So if you have anything that you want to add about your own weekly rhythms, how you are seeing that um, affecting your life, what you do to set good weekly rhythms. We want to hear about it. Let us know in the comments and make sure to sub subscribe. Ugh, hard words. Subscribe <laughs> and click the little bell icon on YouTube so you'll always be notified that we have a new episode out. And don't forget to use your superpower and share with the internet this episode. So by spreading the word, um, hopefully more can benefit from what we have going on here at Into the Harvest. So let someone know that you think would benefit from learning how to set a weekly rhythm. Uh, just share it on Facebook. So thanks everyone for joining us this week and thanks guys we'll see you next time happy see you thanks for being part of our community if you find this podcast valuable there are many ways you can support it you can review it on itunes stitcher or wherever you happen to listen to it you can share it on social media with your friends or you can support it directly by visiting our website into theharvest.org clicking on the donate link and becoming a monthly giving partner when you do this, you'll receive a thank you package with some great ITH gear. Thank you for supporting the show and helping our small team make a big difference for Jesus. It's listeners like you that make this ministry possible.